And thank you so much for joining us. I'm Cedric Bailey. It's now time to check in with Mona Austin for the Slice Report. Mona, how are you doing today? I am well, Cedric. Thank you so much. This is Mona Austin with the Slice Report. And coming out of Washington, Dr. Anthony Fauci, one of the leading experts on the White House Coronavirus Task Force, Cedric, has said that the entire way we've approached this as a nation from the federal government was mishandled. We are behind by about two months, and that means that access to testing is not up to par, and we do not know how far and wide this virus has spread without giving people access to those tests. Fauci was speaking on Capitol Hill yesterday, and his transparent testimony has lawmakers wondering if our entire government is going to shut down. President Trump is eyeing a possible national emergency declaration, and we will know that soon. But he is eyeing that because people are not satisfied with various aspects of the way this crisis is being handled. Let me, also with regard, let me, let me uh-huh. say something on that. I talked to my son this morning, and, and you know what he told me that they're doing in South Korea? He said their average testing of at least 10,000 people a day. And then, and that's what Dr. Fauci said, is that we're not prepared to do that. Yeah. One of the things that the, the government is doing now is pointing a coronavirus testing czar. This person's responsibility will be to coordinate getting the test out there faster so more people can get tested. The actual details about that are going to be outlined, and we'll know more about those responsibilities and greater levels of access later on today and into the weekend. But the nation is just not prepared to do that. Now, Washington State has taken taken its lead from South Korea and other parts of the world, as has the state of New York. Um, And that's one of the things that Governor Cuomo has taken the lead on. As a leader of state, he is the one making the decisions for his state. And while some states are just waiting for guidance from the federal government, part of the reason that's key is because it's impacting us from an economic standpoint. And people want to know if we make these moves, what are the implications financially to our hospitals, to our businesses, on down the line? And everybody's paying attention now and making changes accordingly. That goes even to our sports, the world of sports and entertainment and other public landmarks like Disneyland, for example. Disneyland is closing its doors. There are people who went there not knowing of the shutdown. It takes full effect uh, this weekend. But the park was in the process of closing down when travelers came there, and people are, are upset about that. Just imagine all the money that you lost on a personal level. But this is going down to the level of how businesses are going to keep their doors open if their employees take some of the advice that's been doled out from the nation's capital, which is stay home if you're not feeling comfortable, stay home if you have some of the symptoms. And you may not even know if you have coronavirus. So this is turning out to be a bigger concern than was originally purported by our own president, who said initially that it was Democratic hoax. Yes. It looks like he's taking it more seriously now, Cedric. Speaking of Democrat, uh, Louisiana, your home state is the first state that is going to be postponing its 2020 primary over the coronavirus. Now, according to the state secretary, Kyle Ardone, he said in a press conference 
that the state's primary, which was scheduled for April the 4th, will now be moved to June 20th, and its May 9th general election will be held on July the 25th. Okay. So the, what, what I'm trying to say is on this situation, it has affected the uh, political situation. Now, I think on this weekend in Arizona is when the uh, debate's supposed to be taking place with Biden. Yes, it has. Yeah, absolutely. It has affected the political situation. And the debate that was planned to be held in Arizona as a co-hosted um, debate by CNN and um, the Hispanic News Organization, that has changed to Washington. And so Biden and Sanders will spar, um, and they will not have an audience. So these are just some of the ways it's affecting them. But it's also affected these potential leaders because they have rolled out their plans on how they would handle corona. Um, You can find that online. But it just goes to show that there may not be an end in sight right now, but it takes time to come up with resolution to these sorts of problems. And so that's that's where the government is right now. It's it's still in the figuring out stage. But the greatest part of this criticism is, had this been taken seriously two months ago, we wouldn't be here today. We would have gotten ahead of the spread. Well, let me ask you a question, because... The last time we talked, you gave out a website, and then you asked people to follow on social media, on Twitter. What was the website you uh, gave out uh, that you wanted people to go to, Mona? The coronavirus.gov website was established so that people could get information. And now, this was confusing as well, Cedric. I'll just explain briefly. The coronavirus.gov is the URL for that website. But when you click on it, you're actually going to be redirected to the CDC's website. The reason that is confusing for some people is because they already knew that they could go to the CDC website. So I asked a White House official why they set it up this way, and I was told that they felt that it was just going to be easier for people to remember because corona is top of the mind. So they set it up, and when you go there, you will be going to the CDC website where it has all the guidelines. They also brought to a press conference visual aid to indicate these are the things that you should be doing to keep yourself safe from corona. And that is when the U.S. Surgeon General, Jerome Adams, gave his prescription for America. That's the second website I refer to, which is my Twitter page, Cedric. If you go on my Twitter page at Mona King Austin or at For True, you'll find that prescription. It's a video of Dr. Adams actually giving three points on what people can do to reduce their exposure and the spread of the virus. As of right now, we really have to concentrate on making sure the information that's being spread is adequate in the media. And it's just hard for some of us to get a hold of being consistent in what we're saying sometimes because things are changing on a daily basis. For example, we started out this week with a much smaller number of people who have the virus, who have been confirmed to have the virus, than it is today. I have opted not to share numbers to avoid increasing fears because really there is no way we can know how many people have the disease until people are able to be tested. And I will share, too, that I've gotten mixed signals in terms of what's been shared from our White House and what's being shared at actual medical facilities. I talked to three this week. Actually, I'm awaiting the phone call from the state health officials in Virginia. 
but I did speak to two local doctor's offices, one hospital, and at the hospital they said you simply come in and get a basic test. They felt things were being blown out of proportion because they actually have access to the test kits through the state, and all they're doing is doing a simple swab as the same way you would be getting a swab for strep throat or flu. They then send in the test, and within a few days you get your results. Okay. That is as simple as it was It was given to me, and that's what I've shared, but then I've heard some other things in other news reports. So I'll be very, very hopeful that over this next weekend that our administration is clear on what they're going to do. All right. Um, just quickly, Cedric, can I just let everyone know that you can watch the debate between Biden and Sanders on CNN starting at 5 p.m. this Sunday. 5 p.m.? Yes. Okay, I, I thought it was later, so it is going to be on this Sunday, and they said 5 p.m. Is that 5 p.m. Eastern? Yes, and it's from 5 to 7. Now, there have been some changes. That's that's the point. Corona has caused them to change a few things. Okay. Was... Because it was going to be in Phoenix. Now it's going to be in Washington. And the time um, is from 5 to 7. Um, and it is being uh, hosted by Univision and CNN. The debate will air from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. local time at 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. So I just want to correct that. The Eastern Time is actually going to be um, 8 to 10 local time. It's 5 to 7 on the West Coast, Cedric. So All right, gotcha. I want to be clear about that. All right, a couple other questions before we go. And, of course, we're checking in with Mona Austin. She's our Washington, D.C. correspondent. And this is the Slice Report. Uh, the announcement came down on Thursday evening. Don Jackson, Central City Productions, Stellar Awards, has been canceled and scheduled to take place in August, sometime this summer. What do you got to say on that? Well, Sarah, I know it must be heartbreaking for you. That's an event that's near and dear to your heart. You and I have both covered that event for years. Um, and it's it just really goes to show you, earlier this week, Central City Productions was proactive. They said, we're being uh, sending this out as a precaution to you. And they took the guidelines that a lot of other um, public events took and said, hey, if you're going to come Follow these guidelines that our government is giving you. But then there was a cancellation they had to cancel because the hotels in Vegas are starting to do things differently. So they've postponed their event. And I think that's unfortunate because you and I both know people have a great deal of time to plan for the Stellars. And all of these other events as well, all of the sporting events, all of the events on Broadway. Um, We've also that trickles over into the conversation about entertainment at large. Joy Behar on The View said that she falls in the category of those who are most vulnerable because of her age and other reasons, and she is taking time off from The View. Then the Wendy Williams show has canceled production indefinitely. Um, Late-night talk shows are now, they, they initially said that they would broadcast in front of uh, no audience, but now they're saying that they're going to take a hiatus as well. And so this, this uncertainty is determining how people move. So we're getting changes on a day-to-day basis. I'm trying to keep up. I hope our audience is listening, and it all makes sense. I'm trying to make the best sense out of it I can for all of you. But right. right now what we know is that the CDC is absolutely guaranteeing us that they are staying on top of this, and that's where you can go and get your information on 
the coronavirus.gov website or the CDC um, website directly. All right. Just to make sure you know what's going on. And I'll, I'll keep you abreast of what's going on and elsewhere in news and entertainment. Last two questions. Number one, uh, about the church. I, I heard that Olstein down there at Lakewood in Houston, he is uh, asking their members to stay home and that they can watch online. And then, of course, they can send their ties in because they have websites like Givelify and different ones that they established at the church. So what do you think about the churches? Well, we have a lot of different mega churches from Bishop Jakes and also the Chosen Vessel with Bishop Marvin Sapp. What are churches going to do or will we just continue with service as usual? So I want to throw that one back to you to get your opinion. I'll share mine first. I believe that churches are the last places that need to shut down because they are houses of refuge. I'm speaking as a minister and a a church follower. Um, I just think that it's it's at a stage right now where we're still trying to get information. This is not an expert opinion. Again, it's mine. Uh, but I think that if we shut down all our churches, that is going to impact the morale and uh, the mood of people who are already panicked. We go to our, to our churches to get hope. Yes. And so I hope all churches don't end up shutting down. But at the same time, I think that having a plan B to do virtual services is absolutely smart. We have to use wisdom in all things and, and make sure that we're following the proper precautions and, and levels of preparedness. But um, if, if it comes down to where the government mandates no public gatherings, churches absolutely fall in that category. And it is smart to get ahead of this by making sure you can still communicate with people through online means. What do you uh, think, Cedric? My opinion is this. This is a great time to be able to share God's word. We can go in the book of Genesis. We can definitely see from when Pharaoh and Joseph dealt with the different uh, famines that took place in the land. We can also reflect on it from the book of Exodus and Deuteronomy and uh, Leviticus and talk about Moses and what, what happened yeah. during that time period, uh, how they were able to survive. We got to place ourselves in situations that they went through and, and be able to do the same thing. So, yes, they do need to meet. They need to come up with a plan. Uh, if you can, uh, remember when they had the uh, flood down in uh, Houston, the hurricane situation with yes. Ivy Hilliard and them? Uh, they were able to get people to come up online. You got to use social media. I know some of the senior citizens don't have access to that, but you just got to do a plan B and, and be able to do what you got to do. But most of all, you got to be able to put your trust and faith in God that he will give you the direction that you will be able to to uh, to serve and keep those doors of the church open and be able to do it. We have to go back to the basics and put God in the midst Absolutely. of this situation to get it done. And that's Absolutely. and the answer is prayer, Mona. It's without one doubt. The answer is prayer. Well, you know, someone said on Twitter about uh, Vice President Pence that you just cannot pray this away. The idea is not about praying something away. The idea is not changing who you know as your source. And that's exactly what you just said. Let's put ourselves in the situation to the people in the Bible and study the examples of where there were difficult times, how we got through those things. Yes. So I completely agree with you, Cedric, and I think as people of faith, we there will be people turning to us to see how we respond, the yes. people watching us at all times, yes. but especially in the time of crisis. So we've got to keep the faith. Yeah. And last but not least, you know, uh, with the uh, grocery stores, people going there, buying up all the, the hand sanitizer. I mean, you're going online. They're selling this stuff for 30 or $40 
a bottle and something 60 they had to take some of those sites down because somebody went in there and bought up all the stuff and was just being mean right and the toilet crisis and that's the, what that is that's exploitation what i've seen in the state of virginia grocery stores here the shelves are bare but then i was surprised when i went to a local wegmans and the meat department was almost bare um, the store workers said that they would have a bigger shipment coming in, and some are strategically placing things like bread because they don't have enough sh- enough bread to fill their shelf spaces. So they're pushing the bread forward, or there's just no bread at all in some of the stores because people are purchasing these staple items. Just you know, just as a matter of survival. But then you have to think: is that truly being? neighborly, but they are people who don't have the resources to just go buy in bulk, but they may also need to have supplies as well. So I think um, as a nation, we should always be mindful that we are all in this together, and even in a, in a survival mindset, it's, it's important to be sensitive to others if you can, because we are definitely, this is, this is a crisis and a coronavirus situation that does not discriminate regardless of race, borders, political affiliation. We're just people all trying to figure out how to get through this. And the best way we have responded as Americans, whether it's been in the time of crisis from weather or whatever the crisis has been, we have responded our best when we've united and looked out for our fellow man. So I hope we can still do that. I know that uh, part of the prescription for a safer nation is social distancing. But when it comes down to it, if our stores have to shut, if we don't have access to things, we need to be thinking about what that means. And so we need to have a heart to help our neighbor because we never know if any of us will need someone else too. And so I hope it doesn't get to that point, Cedric. I'm not reporting that it will, but it's just the energy and the fear that's out there that makes me think that people are going so far that uh, they, they may not be mindful of helping others. We should always be mindful of being the Spirit of God and how God, you know, what would Jesus do in these situations? We should never forget that. All right. And kudos to Kevin Love of the Cleveland Cavaliers, who's donating $100,000 of his salary uh, to the workers Yay! that work at the arenas. And also Mark Cuban, who is saying he's going to make sure that the workers at the American Airlines get Center paid. will get yes. paid. And, yes. and he's challenging that's, other that's, people, you know, to do that. And then we, and then the, I, I want to make sure I, I include this, that the House of Representatives, led by Nancy Pelosi, they're also trying to champion for the entire country that all these tests are free, that the treatments are free, that if people have to take off work, that the government can subsidize pay. And these are things that, outside of this crisis, Democrats have worked for in the past. And so perhaps there is a chance for partisan, bipartisan participation around this. And uh, Mnuchin says he's looking at it. Steve Mnuchin, our Treasury Secretary, is working with Nancy Pollution to come up with a solution. Um, but for people who are like Cuban and others who are stepping up, those are the good Samaritans that we need, people who know that they have disposable income and means and resources to help others. God bless them. That's the nation that I'm accustomed to, and I'm hopeful that we're going to get through this. Um, but right now, it's very difficult when you do not have an infrastructure and system in place that actually 
can work, and that's where we are on the coronavirus as of this Friday. Well, our time this is afternoon, up. But we will hopefully have some good news coming out of the White House and our press conference today. Mona, thank you so much. Uh, and also kudos to the XFL. They're going to go ahead and cancel the remainder of the season and play those, uh, pay those uh, uh, football players that were playing. They only had um, about another th- uh, four weeks or left, but the owner is going to go ahead and pay these guys that we're trying to get back on their on track, and they said they'll see in 2021. Mona, I want to say thank you so much for being with us right here on the Slice Report. Have yourself a great week, and we'll look forward to catching you again on next time.
I'm still alive Because of your grace I'm still alive All because of you Because of you, Lord Somebody jump to your feet, raise your hand 